welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 197. My name is Brian Prilliman. I'm one of your hosts this evening, joined by Jess Dunks. Hey, this is Jess. And Brogan King. Greetings. Hey, so we're we're this is episode 197 now. We're we're coming up on episode 200 in just like eight weeks or something like that. You guys Soon. excited? Do we have some sort of can we have some sort of episode 200 crazy wild bonanza? I don't know what that entails, but I just want to have uh, a celebration. Yes. Uh, we're going to hype that up and then figure out how we're going to live up to the hype later. <laughs> Acceptable. Right. Help us yes. figure out how to how to celebrate our 200th episode. There's going to be balloons and streamers, probably, maybe not. Um, lots of exciting things. Uh, Jess will cosplay as a clown. Um, <laughs> Is that no, a cosplay? No, <laughs> Is it a cosplay? Uh, if, if you cosplay as a clown, is that is that cosplay? Please tell us. Uh, <laughs> only, I mean, if I cosplay as Brian, is it cosplay? It's <laughs> the same thing. Wow. <laughs> that's uh, yes. Wow. And if you want to hear I, my wait, response no, that's, to that's that, that's historical. Comment. That's historical uh, recreation. Oh, oh, it's it's some sort of uh, like Civil War reenactment or something. Yes. Cosplay as Brian. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a joke about how you're old. Yes, I figured. It's like got, got some sort of Moses thing. Well, <laughs> this is episode 100. Well, this is episode 197. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, continuous effects. We're not going to be talking about how I'm old, uh, although I am one big, long, continuous effect. You are the continuous effect, Brian. Yes. So we're going to be talking about continuous effects. This is uh, part one in a two-part series. Um, we're going to be talking about continuous effects and what they are in this episode. And then next episode or not next episode is going to be the FAQ episode for Dominaria. And then the episode after that episode 199, uh, we're going to continue talking about how those continuous effects interact in something that is called the layers system. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Parfaits, cakes, etc. Dragons have layers. Dragons have layers. Your favorite podcast, which which is JudgeCast, also has layers. Thanks for the reminder, Brian. It it is. Uh, I I mean, there's 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 a lot of episodes, uh, a lot of podcasts that are like coming up on like episode six hundred or episode five hundred lately. Um, so we're only coming up on two hundred, but I feel like they're just kind of trying to steal our thunder by, by <laughs> having like an episode that ends in zero zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, Jess, huh. just out of curiosity, can yeah. we rename all our episodes so that they end in zero zero? Like, no. Like, next episode. <laughs> just, just no. Like, next episode will be episode 300 and then 400, so we can just have a big. Are we just gonna, we're just going to give everything the Kaijudo treatment. If you add two zeros to the end, it's better. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to jump from it. We're going to jump from episode 200 <laughs> to episode, you know, 20,000 or something. Like, the magnitude uh, makes us cooler. Yes. Uh, and and that we could we could borrow from Yu-Gi-Oh! and it's like I'm going to play my trap podcast. And then when you listen, is that a music thing? There's Brian? there's a it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! thing. More and more layers of complexity here. Uh, <laughs> how about so, how about we use that as a segue? All right. So since we're going to be talking about a continuous effect, we should probably explain what a continuous effect is, right? Probably would help. Would help. So what is what is a continuous effect? <laughs> Uh, Since we're going to be talking uh, about it for an hour. Yeah, a continuous effect is, um, well, there there are two ways to really look at it. There's the, the game rules definition, which is basically that it's an effect that modifies the characteristics of objects, uh, the control of objects, affects players or rules of the game uh, for, for a fixed or a definite period of time. Um, and it can come from the resolution of a spell or ability, or it can be generated by a static effect on the object. But really, if you break it down, a continuous effect is just a thing in the game that affects other things in the game uh, for some amount of time. <laughs> like, those are the three things. There's just be one thing in the game affecting another thing in a game for some amount of time. You've got those three things, you have a continuous effect. Uh, and uh, so, so draw a card, draw three cards is not a continuous effect. No, because there's no duration. There's no amount of time there. Okay. Uh, now the duration can be forever, right? So it could be like, uh, you know, this this uh, destroying a creature is not a continuous effect. 
for example. It has it doesn't have any duration. It's just in- instantaneous. Those things are not continuous effects. Uh, but something uh, like an enchantment that says creatures you control have plus two plus two. It doesn't have a duration list on the card, but effectively its duration is as long as this enchantment is in play. Uh, that's that's a duration. So uh, it affects other objects in the game for some amount of time. So 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 some examples of a continuous effect: uh, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Okay, uh, or your maximum hand size is reduced by two. Um, this creature must attack each turn if able. Um, and then, uh, uh, like when this creature attacks, target creature you control gains flying. Okay, the gaining of the gaining flying would be a continuous effect. Right. Um, right. 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 Exactly. So this yeah. this uh, well, it may not be something that you think about a lot as it pertains to the the actual functionality of the game. Uh, it 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 is something that's relevant all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some things that seem like uh, continuous effects that are rather something I should say something that seem like they are not continuous effects that actually are. So if I cast the spell giant growth, which gives a creature plus three plus three until end of turn, um, even though I cast giant growth that happens once and then giant growth goes to the graveyard and that is a one shot event that's happening, the effect created by giant growth is a continuous effect that gives my creature plus three plus three until end of turn, which is the end of that duration. So to kind of reiterate all that. And that's that's the piece that we were saying where it has it has a duration, whether that duration is always or for some defined amount of time. Uh, so uh, so there are um, so a continuous effect uh, can be created by a lot of different things. Uh, it can be created by uh, resolving spells. Um, like giant growth, it can be uh, created by triggered abilities, uh, active activated abilities. So if something's like pay a white, uh, you know, this gains vigilance until end of turn. It's an activated ability that creates a continuous effect. And then there's a, a static abilities uh, that can can do that. Now there is a little bit of difference in uh, how you treat continuous effects that are created by the spells, the resolving spells, abilities, uh, triggered abilities and activated abilities versus uh, static abilities. So if if a spell, if a, if a continuous effect is created by a spell or a triggered ability or an activated ability, it's going to list a duration generally. If it doesn't list a if it doesn't list a duration, it's going to last for forever. But it's, it'll typically say until end of turn. Or, you know, or it's just it's just permanent. Um, some abilities are going to say, like, it has a duration for as long as, you know, gain control for as long as this is tapped. Um, that's that that duration kind of depends on on uh, on the event happening. Talk about so, Vidalcan Shackles. Uh, Vidalcan Shackles is I think that's just. Is that gain control for as long as? As long as it's tapped, yeah. I think so. Pretty sure. I'm giving examples without looking up, making sure that the things I'm saying make sense. Um, yes, well, that's exactly, was, that is exactly how Vidalcan Shackles work. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking of Sea Singer. Um, I have no idea what that card is. You know, What's that? I said I have no idea what that card is. Oh, uh, it's, a, it's a Fallen Empire's merfolk that lets you... It's basically, it's similar to Shackles. Um, yeah, Vidalcan Shackles. Except for the amount of play it sees? A, <laughs> uh, a, um, but yeah, we, we already established that I'm old, right? Yeah. So Vidalcan shackles, uh, well, uh, here, Bergen, you go on since this was your example. Oh yeah. Vidalcan shackles. It will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You're saying to the person yeah. who successfully looked up the text for Vidalcan shackles, uh, it says you may choose not to untap Vidalcan shackles during your untap step. You can pay two and tap it to gain control of target creature with power less than or equal to the number of islands you control for as long as Vidalcan shackles remains tapped. That that's your duration. That tells you how long how long your your effect lasts. If your condition for as long as doesn't ever start, that effect's never effect is never going to apply. It doesn't just start and then stop. Or or ends or ends before it would begin. Right. Like if you like what would happen if if so I, I tap Vigdalkin shackles and say I'm gonna gain control of your colossal whale. <laughs> yes. Um and then and then I use uh uh Voltaic key to untap my Vidalkin shackles and I'm like, hey hey, uh 
you know, and then I'm going to tap it again to take control of something else. Well, do I get both, both creatures? Alas, you do not. I'm very sorry, Brian. Yeah. So, so that's, that's because the, the event of, uh, as long as this became, as long as this remains tapped, well, that, that ended before the ability began. So the duration is. It's, it never started. Yeah. Well, it's, it did, but it didn't when, by the time the ability was actually resolving. Okay. So, so, um, so let's say, let's say I have, uh, uh an ability, uh, that says I, I play overrun or something like that. Uh, where all creatures, uh, all creatures you control get plus three, plus three and trample until end of turn. Right. That, that limited type card. That's just also game breaking. Uh, can I play, a a, a haste creature after, uh, you know, because I've got this continuous effect that's saying all creatures I control get plus three, plus three and trample until end of it's turn. It's continuous, so, right? Right. It's a continuous effect and it says all creatures. So I cast overrun. My opponent lets it resolve. And then I play like a three, three haste creature. Uh, it's going to get the plus three, plus three and trample too, right? Uh, it is not. So that con- that continuous effect, uh, the, the set of creatures that it applies to is determined when that spell resolves. So if you have five creatures in play when you cast Overrun, then what Overrun is really saying is all of the creatures you have in play right now get plus three, plus three, and trample until end of turn. Right, because so it, only, it, it, only, it only applies to the ones that it that are there at the time when the spell is resolving. Right. Exactly. Right. So bec- because it's changing the characteristics or the controller of a group of objects it's set. So the characteristics, things like color, power and toughness, uh, type, those are all characteristics. Mm-hmm. Things that things that don't affect control or characteristics do actually apply. So um, if, if Brogan and I are playing and Brogan casts a, a spell uh, during my main phase that says creatures your opponent control can't attack this turn, uh, and then I play my haste creature, uh, that haste creature isn't going to be able to attack because the effect that Brogan spell set up, that continuous effect, does not affect color, power, and toughness, type, or anything like that. It We kind of colloquially say that this modifies the rules of a game, of the game, as opposed to modifying a creature. Right, it's not, it's not changing the objects themselves. And I, I get that I, I super understand why that can and can and is a sticking point for a lot of people because it's it the distinction is not necessarily clear so i think it's how can we how can we easily explain the distinction here uh i i think if you if you kind of imagine all of your creatures like if you've got a a one one and you say like all creatures you control get you know plus one plus one um you know you would you would see that on on the creature like there's there's nothing physically representing it but like you could look at your creature and you could see that it's got the plus one plus one more more or less if it affects if it affects the creature if it changes one of the 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 parts of the card when you think about that you know the color the type the text the abilities that are on the card then it's uh then it's set when it's cast if it's just kind of a generic statement of saying like hey creatures can't attack it's not um, changing the characteristics of the card. Yeah. Or the or, or it's a control. continuous effect that says uh, things don't untap, you know. Uh, okay, that's not really affecting anything specific. Um, so, like, uh, again, so if something says all white creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn, and then you play a white creature, uh, that white creature is not going to get the boost. Okay, because the plus one, plus one is a characteristic of the creature. However. 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 However, However, if you have a continuous effect that is generated by a static ability, um, the set of objects that it's going to impact isn't locked in because the thing that is impacting the, the, the thing that's creating the continuous effect is it's still there. Uh, so we, Brian talked a second ago about all white creatures getting plus one, plus one until end of turn. Well, let's say you have crusade that says all white creatures get plus one, plus one. That that is going to get your your boost because that that enchantment is still sitting there giving them their their plus one plus one. That duration is going to apply the whole time that permanent is on the battlefield or wherever whatever zone it needs to be in to to give this ability. So um, also also uh, this effect like the crusade effect 
applies immediately as affected objects enters the uh, enters the battlefield or, or or the appropriate zone. Um, so in the in the in the crusade example, uh, plus one, you know, all white creatures get plus one plus one, and you play. What's everyone's favorite white creature? Squire, right? Sure. Why not? We'll go with it. Yeah. Yes. Squire, everybody's favorite white creature, uh, a one, two for one and a white, um, you know, human soldier. It's good stuff, right? Um, if you were if you had a crusade out and you played the squire, uh, it would enter the battlefield as a two, three. It would not enter the battlefield as a one, two and then become a two, three. It would enter the battlefield as a two, three. It's applied instantly, making your squire almost 100 <laughs> percent. Almost. Right. In that, in that instance, there's never going to be a, a time when that creature is on the battlefield not being impacted by that crusade as long as it's still there. Yeah. So so we've gone over we've gone over like durations and we've gone over uh, a few examples of, of of continuous effects. But as kind of prep for next episode, when we talk about uh, how how these things start to combine, um we're going to kind of go over uh, some groupings of these continuous effects. So they are they are grouped into seven primary categories. Uh, the uh, the continuous effects that the continuous effects that apply to objects are grouped into into category into uh, these categories. Yeah, there there is the the, you know, air quotes eighth category that is really just everything else. Um, so we're going to be going over we're going to be going over them. Uh, so the, the the first grouping of continuous effects are are copy effects. Uh, so copy effects are pretty complicated. Have we have we done a podcast on these? It turns out that we have. We have done uh, two podcasts on them, but the most recent one uh, is episode one hundred and sixty, uh, which I will include a link to in the show notes. Uh, episode 160 is called Do You Copy Copy? Because it was the second time we went over it. And we went over a ton of copy effects in that episode. So if you're not familiar with copy effects, that's a great episode to check out as a refresher for it. And we probably shouldn't go too far into depth here because it would just be repeating information. So it would be a copies, copy, copy. We're yes. copying copy, copy, the copy. copy of the okay. copy. So so maybe just we go over like, how do you how do you recognize a copy effect? How can you tell a copy effect, uh, a continuous effect that is a copy effect from another continuous effect well it's generally gonna involve the word copy <laughs> hey. um so uh an, an easy example of a copy effect would be uh e- easy is a, a word for it uh, um, in standard mirage mirror uh that it becomes a copy of target artifact creature enchantment or land until end of turn uh well it does have the word copy in it uh when you're a pl- when you, a, you're dealing with a copy effect, you are changing the copyable characteristics of an object to that of what is being copied. Uh, we're saying the word copy so much that it has lost meaning in my head. <laughs> yeah, and 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 really, really simple with with just understanding how a copy effect works. Typically, what it does is uh, it looks at the card as uh, as it exists. Um, and just says, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a copy of the exact physical, physical card on the board. Now, there's a lot of other rules and a lot of exceptions and a lot of specificity. And if you want to hear about those, uh, please check out episode 160. Okay, so what's what's the next grouping of effects that we need to care about, or continuous effects that we need to care about? Uh, the next grouping is the control layer. Uh, so the the control layer is just for effects that cause one player to gain control of a permanent. Uh, these are pretty straightforward, uh, but one recent example of a card that has this uh, is Admiral Beckett Brass, which is a legendary human pirate. Arr. Uh, Arr. It makes all of your pirates get plus one, plus one, which is great. But uh, what it does that we care about for c- control effects. It says at the beginning of your end step, gain control of target non-land permanent controlled by a player who was dealt combat damage by three or more pirates this turn. So um, if you've met that criteria, you gain control of a, of a non-land permanent. And that's uh, that is a control changing effect. Now this does not specify a duration end. Well, that's correct. Uh, the duration on this would be 
for you know, as long as you're in the game. And this is another example of, of unless something tells you what the duration looks like, it's, it's generally going to be forever and always. Well, it's not actually I mean, well, forever and always. Not- uh, if, if it is a multiplayer game, uh, that effect will end when you leave the game and, and that person will get their creature back. But Jess, you're ruining my fun. <laughs> but see, pir- pirates don't like giving things back. So this is on flavor. Exactly. Uh, just as with copy effects, uh, co- you're generally going to know you're looking at a copy. If something says copy, you're generally going to be looking at a control related control changing. If something says control. Oh, wow. <laughs> they put a lot of thought into like making this easy for us, huh? Fancy that, right? Uh, well, there's one other ability. The uh, the next group of categories is also pretty easy to tell. Uh, so these are these are text changing effects. Uh, so these are actually pretty rare these days. In fact, I was looking for an example in standard, and I, I couldn't I couldn't find. Yeah, any there aren't any in standard. In standard. Um, so uh, uh, text text changing effects typically say you know change the text of a card by replacing all instances of a color word with another color. Uh, so you can change like if it says if something says protection from red, you might be able to change the text from the word red to the word black. Um, you can tell a text a text effect because it it, it says the word text. It it, it tells you text. It tells you the word text. Yeah. Typically. Um, so, yeah. So typically. Yeah. So, so typically these only change rules text. Uh, there's a, a few very few cards that uh, uh changed more than that i mean there's a few things that might change the type line but there's there's like two cards one will let you change the name or uh the text of a name uh that's spy kit thank you conspiracy um <laughs> or the mana cost which volra shapeshifter yes oh yeah volra shapeshifter um, is the one that that is very strange yeah uh, so what I, what I want to mention here with with text is this is different from gaining abilities. So if a, if a card says something like it gains flying, um, it's gaining an ability flying. It is not gaining the text. Flying. It does not have the words flying. Right. The words the words flying are not on the card. When something changes the text, you you kind of pretend that the actual words on the card have been modified. Um, so. Uh, a few ex- a few examples of a text changing effect is um, uh, glamour die. It's one in a blue. It's an instance that says change the text target spell or pronoun by replacing all instances of color word with another. We uh, also something that might not obviously be uh, a text changing effect, but should be because it has the word text in it. Is when you overload a cyclonic rift in EDH because because you hate everyone having fun or uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, actually, just because you hate everybody having fun. Yes, so overload cards say, when you overload a card, it says you may cast this spell for its overload cost if you do change its text by replacing all instances of of target with each. Right. Okay, that is a text-changing effect. Um, I think that's probably the text-changing thing that people are going to come up with most. Is, yeah, that is definitely overload. sees the it's, most play. These days. It's it's kind of weird yep. because it does it on a on a spell and most of the time uh, that that text changing effects do something interesting is when it's on a permanent. Um, but uh, so another neat little thing about uh, uh, text changing is sometimes abilities will say things like, you know, dur- during your upkeep or at the beginning of combat, put a one one goblin creature token into play and when you put a goblin into goblin creature token into play, it's going to have the name goblin and it's going to have uh, the creature type of goblin. Okay. If you hit that card that, that has that ability with a text changing ability that changes the type that it creates, there's a few cards that let you replace like a creature type with another. Um, you can actually uh, cause it to make a change and say, okay, I'm going to replace all instances of the word goblin with the word wolf. Um, so now that token or now that that creature essentially reads at the beginning of combat, put a one one wolf creature token into play and you're going to get a creature with the name of wolf and a type of wolf. It's going to be so weird. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so weird. Yeah. So that's using text to change type. Next, we're going to be be changing types, which is different from changing the text that it changes the type. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. Uh, y'all did some older episodes about this, right? Uh, yes. So there was, there's, I wasn't there, so I don't know. It, it clearly doesn't exist. I wasn't there. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
we, we did do an episode. This was a really old one. Um, it's uh, Judge Four Cast. Yeah, Judge Cast number 88. Uh, and you could tell it's old because it's got a pun. It's a typical episode uh, or typical, typical. typical ah. episode. Um, and uh, 80, 81 was part one of types and 82 was part two of types. Uh, I don't know why we split that into the two episodes, but there it is. And uh, it was long. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. We went deep. Same reason we're splitting this into two. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure we needed to go deep, but yeah, we went deep on it. Um, and uh, the only difference is uh, none of the rules for types uh, have changed. The only differences are going to be that there are just more creature types now than there were at the time we recorded that episode. Uh, but everything else will still apply uh, from that episode. So it's a it's a really um, good one. Vehicles weren't a thing. Uh, yeah, that's mm. true. Vehicles were vehicles a thing. Are real. There are some inher- there are some inherent rules that go along with being a vehicle, but I don't think that contradicts anything we would have said in the episode. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just uh, I was I was looking at that and I was like, oh, that was an old episode. We didn't. Uh, not much. Not much has changed. Uh, you know, uh, planeswalkers are now legendary. Eh, that's the thing. It's true. Um, yeah. So for as far as type changing goes. Uh, you can change a a super type type or subtype or all three. Um, for if you are doing impacting the super type, uh, your type changing is going to add. Um, if you are, you're, it's going to add a super type. If you are changing the type or subtype, um, the effect is generally going to replace the existing types and subtypes unless the effect tells you it retains its previous types. Like, uh, what's, give me an example, any example. Uh, specifically, uh, something, something that says, Hey, it's a zombie. Uh, you know, put the, put this creature back on the battlefield and now it's a zombie, uh, or it's a zombie in addition to its other types. Right. So we have, we have, you have to be careful about that because we actually have effects in standard that do both of those, uh, that say it's a zombie period. Um, and that's mostly just scare up God. Make something a zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's not actually in the the, the, the technically a, a type changing effect because we're making a copy of this thing and it sets it a creation. But it's a it's a um, a thing you have to watch out for in standard. You know, because if you make a copy of you know Ishkana, which cares about the number of spiders in play, suddenly it's not a spider anymore because it's a zombie. Um, oh yeah, and he, players will not even. Think I hadn't about thought it. about that specific example. Uh, yeah. Players won't even think about it most of the time, um, and uh, that's not because there's not out of any maliciousness at all. It's just because they don't they don't even think about the fact that it's not that anymore. Um, whereas, alternatively, you get a lot of those where it's in addition to its other types. This happens all the times with lands, all the time with lands that become creatures. Uh, they say mm-hmm. it's uh, becomes all these things in addition to its other types, and it usually adds it's still a land. It's still a land, uh, just so that it's yep. very clear. Yep. Um, uh, Gideon, Gideon is an example when you when you animate your Gideon and they become and, and uh, he becomes a human soldier uh, and they normally say and it's still and he's still a planeswalker. Uh, yes. Uh, and that happens with Gideon, but it does not happen with um, the Sarkin Volkar. I can't remember which what the, the actual name of that Sarkin particular dragon speaker. Is, but yes. Sarkin dragon speaker becomes mm-hmm. a four four dragon and is no longer a planeswalker while it's a dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still has loyalty counters, but it can't lose them from damage because it's not a planeswalker anymore. It's a dragon. So I don't know what happened to his spark when he became a dragon. If he's just like got it in a backpack oh. somewhere, but well, no, it he doesn't uh, need it. it. He's it too busy to being a dragon. Place. It went to the same place Optimus Prime's trailer goes to when he transforms in the old cartoon. Oh, oh yeah, that makes where sense. that is, Brian. Um, it just rolls off camera. <laughs> It just it just <laughs> falls off and ends up right, somewhere, right. and then so, comes so back. Is, it's a so boomerang. I'm, I'm going to tell you one of the most absurd things about Generation One Transformers. Uh, so there's there's a, a scene, and this is this is Sarkon Spark. So Optimus Prime, he's his tractor trailer truck. He's his truck front, you know, trailer in the back. He transforms into the robot <laughs> trailer. It's, it's like a Transformers truck mullet. mullet. Like, Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the trailer rolls off camera. He okay. then walks onto a spaceship. Spaceship, uh, the rocket takes off, lands on the moon. He's got his trailer. Again. Walks off, walks off the 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 spaceship, the rocket transforms back into uh, the truck. Trailer rolls up from off camera, connects to him, and he drives away. Uh, that's Sarkhan Spark when he uh, becomes a 
a, a dragon. I imagine that's wow. the sort of thing that keeps you up at night, Brian. Probably, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it would keep me up at night, too. It's going to keep me up at night now. Later, 30 years later, I'm like, how did the trailer get to the moon? How we never saw it. That seems like they could have fixed that pretty easily with just like an extra scene, but they didn't. Why not? But but that's that's Sarkhan. Um, uh, <laughs> please tweet tweet at us or just let me know on Facebook if if this also bothers you. Uh, about the old, so uh, uh, now that we're done talking about Optimus Prime's tra- mullet trailer, uh, what do we do? We have anything else to say about types type changing? Uh, few 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 idiosyncrasies about type changing effects. There there is. Uh, a few uh, type changing what's called a characteristic defining ability, which is so normally you think of type as being on the on the type line, you know, in between the picture and the, the rules text. But there is actually what's called a, a type changing characteristic defining ability, which is changeling. Changeling is an ability in the rules text that that basically alters uh, uh, what types the creature is. It's it itself. Yeah. Uh, and it says you're I'm all creatures or I'm all creature types. Yeah, a card with the changeling ability. Interestingly, changeling is not a creature type. They're all shapeshifters. But a card with the changeling ability. That has always bothered me. Anyway. Is, uh, has uh, all creature types. And while other creatures can gain all creature types through some effect, that doesn't automatically make them shapeshifters. Well, actually, it does make them all shapeshifters. It doesn't automatically give them the changeling <laughs> keyworded ability. Um, it, it's just that they have all creature types. So it's a little bit weird, uh, in that respect, but, uh, yeah, all the changelings have that ability. I miss changelings. I wish we could have changelings back. Changing Berserker was my favorite. Do you think that that's <laughs> realistically a thing that that would ever happen or nah? Oh uh, yeah. Whenever, when, whenever, uh, whenever we eventually run out of places to revisit and have to go back to Lorwyn. They'll do changelings again. <laughs> we just have to. Have to. Mandatory return to Lorwyn. Yeah, does that mean we'll go back to Kamigawa before we go to Lorwyn? Um, mm, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> What's the, are we doing like prices right over under? Uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that uh, one. Okay. So, so let me ask, let me ask this. Um, if I change a, I have a blood moon out. Oh boy. Okay, and I, I just say I'm going to change all 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 non-basic lands are mountains, and then I have something cool like a thespian stage or a, a, a zoetic cavern. Yeah, <laughs> something cool like a uh, yeah, zoetic cavern, so cool, <laughs> right? Um, uh, that does something to the 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 abilities on the on the card, right? Uh, yes. So. What happens if, if a if a land gains a basic land type, then two things happen. The first thing is it gains an ability. That ability is to make mana of the appropriate uh, type that goes with that basic land. So if you make it a mountain, in this case, it will make red mana with that ability. And the second thing that happens is it loses every other ability. Just gone. Poof. Doesn't have them anymore. By virtue of being a basic land. Uh, by virtue so, of gaining so, a basic land type, yeah, it's it's not technically right, right, a basic land. Right. Yes, by it, it, my yes. Uh, uh, so it's super. So it's all the all the rules text, all the other rules text is being wiped out. So this is a, a text changing effect, then, right? No, it's it's not a text changing effect. Uh, uh, it's it's not an ability gaining or adding effect or, or removing effect. It's it's just uh, it, it's a type changing effect, and this is a rule that goes along specifically with. What happens when something gains a basic land type? Well, well, so if it if it gains a basic land type, so I guess I guess one of the things is if it becomes a mountain in addition to its other types, it doesn't wipe out any of the other rules. But if it just becomes a mountain, uh, it, it everything gets wiped except for the ability to tap for red. That's a very important distinction that I missed in my previous explanation. Um, it does need to become just that type. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now right. that's that is not to say, uh, man. There's some weirdness there. We could we could go down a serious rabbit hole. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to leave that one alone, and yeah, we could we could we could address that is, a little more. This is why we did two episodes on types. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I have a dark steel citadel and th- there's a blood moon, is my dark steel citadel still an artifact? It turns out that it is. Uh, your dark steel citadel will be a an, an artifact land mountain. 
uh, it will not be indestructible and it will only be able to make red mana. That is, that I've had I've legitimately had that question come up several times. Um, yeah, it comes up all the time. And that's, that's by virtue of what I said earlier, where if it, it, it for super types, it, it leaves your super types behind. Basically. <laughs> you could dance if you want to, you could leave super types behind. <laughs> awesome. See that, that reference is older than any reference I've made. Uh, so far in this episode. Yeah, but I knew that one. How does that work? Music. Because I'm good at this game. Are you saying Brian is not hip and you are hip? Is that what you're trying to say right now, Jess? Um, I, I think so. In a chat that we're in, another chat that we're in, Brian uh, made it very clear to everyone that he liked the Muppets before the Muppets were cool. No, no. <laughs> and he, he said that he went to... He's a Muppet hipster, and he went. He told everybody that he uh, that he went to see the Muppet Caper in theaters, and he was so like proud of this fact. The Great Muppet Caper was a great movie. Um, there was there was a there was a there was a joke in the Great Muppet Caper where Kermit says, "We're going to catch those thieves red-handed," and Beauregard says, "What color are their hands now?" Oh, so now we're talking. Oh, that was a really good segue, Brian. That's a really good segue, like A+. plus. Yeah, that would be, catch them red-handed, making things red would be a great color-changing effect. I would love to see that on a cart. It would um, be. We, incite does that. Like, you can incite them to violence, but you can't catch them red-handed. That sounds like a great unset card. Uh, but anyway, uh, so... Catch them red-handed? Yeah, so uh, uh, color-changing effects like that um, are, are interesting because color is typically defined by the mana cost of a card uh, or in some cases by the um, by the color symbol, like on a double faced card or a card that doesn't have a mana cost. Oh, the color indicator. That's what it's called. The color indicator. Yeah. Yeah. The color indicator. And uh, it's such as cards like Pact of Negation or um, uh, or like Hunt Master of the Fells or other double faced cards. Uh, or if anything has a, uh, a characteristic defining ability that tells you what color it is or isn't as the only card that has that is uh, a card called ghost fire, which specifically says that it is colorless and they did not give it the boy, the, the ability devoid in retrospect, devoid. which they could have, yeah. but d- devoid doesn't quite work that way. But ghost yeah. fire has a characteristic defining ability that, uh, that makes it colorless. Um, so colors can uh, color, color abilities are very straightforward. They either add colors uh, remove colors, uh, make things colorless, or or set colors entirely uh, via continuous effects. And just like types, it will either set a color and erase all of the rest of them, or it will say that it is this color in addition to uh, in addition to its other colors. Um, so th- those are those are pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's very very similar to types in that way. Right. And they're pretty easy to recognize because typically they'll say things like. You know, this creature becomes a one-one blue frog. Well, blue. There's your, there's your hint that it's changing the color. Yep. Blue. Uh, all right. So, um, so another grouping. So we've talked about several of the you know copy, control, text, type, color. Uh, the next grouping is for things uh, we we refer to as abilities, uh, ability changing effects. Um, these are. Um, uh, effects that add or remove abilities. Uh, so an example of this the uh, is is a pretty good card in 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 limited right now or in uh, sealed is a glorifier of dusk. Uh, it's a four four creature that's uh, has an ability pay two life. Uh, it gains flying until end of turn, or you can pay two life and it gain or and it gains vigilance until end of turn. So in that particular case, it is gaining an ability, gaining flying, gaining vigilance. Um, you can also have ability changing effects that remove flying. You know, these creatures lose flying or it loses vigilance or it loses first strike. Um, also things that apply in this layer is cards. that If they say an object can't have an ability, like it can't gain flying, uh, that would also apply in this, in, in this layer. And that's, that this actually kind of applies to a lot of stuff, you know, uh, gaining uh, like I said, gaining first strike, gaining double strike, gaining trample, losing trample, um, 
losing, losing indestructible losing indestructible yeah those those <laughs> all all apply in in this particular group it's so you're you're looking for gains or loses are are the two words that you're paying attention to here for for ability uh uh continuous effects um as a uh, that's another um instance of uh these we've been saying this a lot but saying, oh, well, this seems pretty straightforward. And I think all of these sort of in a vacuum are generally fairly straightforward um, as we're describing them right now. And that's where yeah, the way they start to get where they start to get complicated is only when you start mix and matching different cards and different exactly. scenarios. Um, and that's where we're going to get into how these effects interact with each other and why these groupings are important, which we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, in episode 199. Um, but uh but we did have one more, uh, one more grouping or layer that we wanted to talk about um, after abilities, right, Brian? Do you want to start that one off? Uh, that would be uh, power and toughness. Things that change power and toughness. Uh, going back to the very first example, giant growth. Uh, you know, target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. We're modifying the power and toughness. So, uh, power and toughness is actually broken down into uh, several different uh, things. Uh, there's different ways that power and toughness can be modified. Um, so, what what are what are some of some of those different ways that uh, that power and toughness can be? Uh, we can have continuous effects that uh, modify power and toughness. Well, the first one, uh, pretty straightforward, is those characteristic defining abilities we were talking about earlier. Um, just like with colors and types, uh, a characteristic defining ability can set power and toughness, and I think this is probably where you see them more often in the game. Uh, usually it's things like this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control, or uh, this creature's power and toughness are equal to uh, some other arbitrary thing, like number of types of cards in a graveyard or, or something along those lines. Uh, yeah, you know, just just the casual number uh, or number of types of cards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Which one? laughs> um. Interestingly enough, this was the this specific subset of things, the power and toughness, uh, what impacts power and toughness was the only thing I was really scared about knowing for my level one judge test. Like, that was the one thing I was like, I need to know this. I need to know this. So I, I drilled that one into my brain. It is it is important for the level one judge test, but I think um, I think it's not as as important as as people tend to panic about it, if that makes any sense. Does that right. distinction be like, it is important. I'm not trying to say it's not, but, but I think people worry about it way too much. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 when you, when we start getting into like the combination of, of layers of, of the continuous effects, it's really set up to give you intuitive results in the vast majority of cases. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and for level one, where you get asked questions about the vast majority of cases, it's it's the level two exam and the level three exam where we start getting into, well, now let's explore the exception cases. It doesn't quite make as much sense. Um, but yeah, after so after we've we've defined the characteristics of our thing, uh, we then look at anything that is is setting your power or toughness. What's something that sets a power tough power toughness? Uh, I think the in my mind, the poster child for this is the card mirror entity. Um, mm, mirror entity yeah. has an, an activated ability that costs X mana. You pay X and whatever you pay for X. So let's say we're using five. So I pay five mana and all creatures I control become five, five creatures with all creature types until end of turn. Uh, that's an effect that sets the power and toughness of all of my creatures. So it will override those characteristic defining abilities. Uh, and it just makes all my creatures five fives from whatever their base power and toughness was before it changes their base power and toughness to five, five. That's a good one. Uh, the, the giddy where we talked about Gideon earlier, Gideon becomes a four, four or, or a five, five, depending on which, which one you're using. Which flavor six, of six. flavor of Gideon. Yeah. Flavor of Gideon. Uh, he, I imagine he tastes like butterscotch. Oh, anyway. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, becomes five, five. That's setting the power and toughness of Gideon. I just imagine he said it tastes like whatever Boy Scout popcorn tastes like. Uh, of course, of course, Brian thinks it tastes like butterscotch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old man flavor. Anyway, 
Is it? It's the the Werther's original. Yes, flavor. <laughs> Werther's original Gideon. That's the OG Gideon. Wow. Uh, all right, all right. So we've we've set we've we've mirror entityed our stuff. What's next? Uh, a giant giant growth of type effects. Things the things that give uh plus plus two plus o oh, plus one plus one. You know, like uh, uh, prowess is an example of something that sets up a continuous effect uh, where the creature gets plus one plus one um, or you know, plus plus you, you go into like older wacky cards where it's like plus X plus Y you can get like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically, um, basically so anything that, that just sort of adds or subtracts as, a, as an ability in itself, as an ability, right. Is, is basically another type of continuous effect. Now, another one that's, that's similar to, to, uh, uh, a you know like a giant growth effect that gives plus three plus three. Typically, it has a duration end of turn. Something that's a little more permanent is counters. Uh, if you get a you know plus one plus one counter or a minus one minus one counter, or in the case of Frankenstein's monster, your plus two plus zero counters. Brian, please, we're not. No, <laughs> those don't exist. We don't talk about them. Okay. Uh, Wall of Roots is played in modern, it. and it gets uh, plus zero That's plus true. one. Yeah, that, or, sorry, uh, minus zero minus one counters. There's a plus zero minus, minus one. zero. So it's minus plus zero one. minus one counters. Wait, That's right. It's plus zero minus it's plus one? zero minus one because yeah, whenever they use a zero, That's it's plus. a mess. Um, <laughs> hold on now. I'm checking now, and uh, nope. Because nope, like, it's minus because zero. It's that, minus zero minus one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bless right. yep. the aesthetics of bless. It. All right. Okay. All right. I'm ha- the the world is All right. right now. All right, Wall of Roots, you've not foiled us this day. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. So so counters is an, another type of continuous effect. It 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 seems kind of weird because it's actually like on the card. Right. You know, you're putting a little a little. There's thing a on physical there, representation. But, right. But it's it's it is a continuous effect. You know, if you I don't know, pick up the M M&M and M and eat it. It's still getting plus one plus one yeah. from that counter. That's you know, in, you eat your F and M and M. You eat your F and M. In effect, giant growth style effects and counter style effects are interchangeable orders wise. Um, there are some really weird corner cases where, like, which order those are in matters. Uh, and in fact, there's only one that I even know of. So if you can find it, congratulations. Uh, but overall, Ooh. those two, it doesn't matter. Basically, you could just think of those as things that modify power and toughness, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Function functionally equivalent. Fun- functionally, they could be the same layer. Yep. And then our then our our favorite one, everyone's favorite one. It's my favorite. It's is the power, power and toughness, and toughness switching. switching. Yep, that's right. So there's a an, a continuous effect that says, "Hey, your power and toughness tw- swapsies." Yeah, all it does is it takes whatever your your after you've added everything else up, you go, well, what's this? What's this creature's power? All right, and what's its toughness? And then you just invert them, and you're fine. That's it. Uh, that's all you have to mm-hmm. do. Um, it gets overcomplicated when there's a lot of effects involved, but it's really not that complicated. You just do exactly that. And you, and you can see that in next episode or uh, in episode 199, we're going to be talking about how to apply these. Well, you can ask yourself, well, we just talked about power and toughness switching. Well, if I have an ability that gives a creature uh, minus zero, minus one, and now I have to switch its power and toughness, well, which am I doing first? Which am I doing second? And so there's rules that govern that. And so we're going to be talking about uh, uh, that in in 199 is how to how to tell. Do you switch and then apply the the minus zero, minus one or the plus zero, minus one? (laughs) That's also power and toughness switching. Minus uh, minus zero switching to plus zero. That's also switching. What? No, Brian. No, it's not. I'm that's kidding. not. It's no, not Brian. Also switching. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not switching. Um, nice try. Yeah, I, I, tr- I tried there. All right. So so yeah, in, in episode 190, 199, we're going to be going over. So we just went over a bunch of different abilities. Uh, you can you're we're going to start combining them and saying, OK, uh, we have an effect that says all creatures are goblins and another effect that says all goblins get plus one plus one. Which do you do first? Uh, hint, it's going to play out kind of like you think it does. But if you have an effect that says, you know, all swamps are, um, you know, actually that was a bad example. But if you say like all, all zombies are goblins and then all goblins are merfolk, 
what happens there? Right. You know, how do you, how do you figure out which, which order do you apply them in? Do you apply them in, in a specific order, uh, based on the types that, so that's what we're going to be talking about in 199. How are all of these impacted by each other? Right. Now there is one other, uh, uh, grouping of continuous effects. Uh, yep. And it's kind of loose. It's, it's, it's kind of the everything else grouping, right? Uh, it's, it's just things that apply to things that aren't objects. That's all it is, is if it's not applying to an object, it's just in the, it's the other. So what's not an object? Uh, players are not objects, uh, and game rules are not objects. That's pretty much it. Uh, but if you have, but you can have continuous effects that modify both of those things. So, um, uh, for an example, or for example, a, a card that says players may only cast one spell during each of their turns, that's a continuous effect, but it's one that modifies the rules of the game. It's not one that modifies objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 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 something that is, is impacting the game, but it's not it's not impacting a an object. Right, right. And similarly, a card that uh, you know makes another player your two HG partner. Uh, that, that, uh, that is a continuous effect that affects players. Better than one. <laughs> it's a great card. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, something that would affect like a, a player's hand size is a continuous effect, you know? Uh, yeah, um, that's one that affects game rules. It is. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of that, that category. So we're also going to talk about how, how those factor in or are considered into, uh, uh, to combining uh, continuous effects in in one ninety nine. All right, so it's a lot of stuff. Okay, so it is a lot of stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna hit up the rest of continuous effects uh, in that episode, which will be out four weeks from now. If you're listening to this in real time when it's downloaded, um, otherwise you can just skip right to it. If you're listening to this, uh, you know, after the fact, catching up on our archives. Um, who needs to listen to that Dominaria stuff when uh, well, I mean, if so, sets after Dominaria? Right, out. so if you're listening to this in the future, you should probably just skip the release notes episode for Dominaria um, unless you're relatively new to the game because they're gonna be, uh, there's going to be some information in that episode about, about templating updates for sure. Um, so Yes, right. uh, and, and I guarantee you at least one intervening if card, intervening if clause question. <laughs> All oh, right, boy. so... Um, <laughs> You know, I just I I think we've covered it uh, up to the point that we're going to cover it today. Uh, so I'm just going to thank everybody for listening to episode 197, and I'll welcome welcome you back for the Dominaria release notes episode next time. Uh, just a reminder: if you have any questions about any of this uh, or anything else related to magic, please send us an email to judgecast at gmail or you can send us a message on Twitter or Facebook at uh, twitter.com slash judgecast or facebook.com slash judgecast. Um, and you can find, of course, our entire archive of judgecast episodes at judgecast.com, including the uh, learn to judge section, which is where I would start if you're new to the podcast. Uh, that being said, I'd like to thank you again for listening. Uh, thank you to my fellow co-hosts for having the show. And I just like to say that I'm Jess Dunks and I keep it fair. And I'm Brogan King and I keep it fun. And I'm Brian Prilliman, and I keep my Planeswalker type off camera. (laughs) With your mullet trailer. Yes, with my mullet trailer. (laughs) 